0: Hello and welcome. I'm so happy that we're here together our special time for Yoga Coach podcast, sharing techniques of 30 years of my experience as a practitioner as well as an instructor, as an E-R-Y-T at the 500-hour level, and as always, promoting health, happiness, and well-being. I'd like to start off with a special thank you for tuning into today's episode for tuning into other episodes anytime that you're able to tune in i do appreciate that and also invite you to follow yoga coach Tamra on YouTube 15 20 minute yoga sessions maybe start your day with or jump into in the middle of a day just for you know a little bit of maintenance and please if you find either of these platforms to be meaningful or helpful please do subscribe and share with others So today, I'd like to talk about fear in this episode. I'd like to explore fear, what fear is, what it means, and how it impacts our lives, and the part that it plays in our lives. Whether fear is real, whether it's imagined, sometimes it's imparted conditioning by others, often well-intended, sometimes not. Is the basis of fear real? Is it imagined? Or is it perhaps just a story, a story that we've built up in our minds and created that has actually become a bill of goods or that you know, we or others may have imposed and often to you know cover up or trick ourselves or trick others? Do we find that our tendency is to perpetuate problems by marinating these problems and these issues? Or or not even problems, but just by marinating thoughts so that they become perpetual problems. If we find that, you know, that little hamster wheel of the mind is just churning and turning, and and the repetition ultimately ends up with creating disturbing thoughts and endless internal chatter. That's what we call the monkey mind. That's a Buddhist tradition, actually, is monkey mind. So with fear, whether it's real, whether it's perceived, it's often our tendency to drive our fears deeper just by burying them into subconscious mind or the psyche, so we operate at very unconscious levels, and when that happens, we're starting to live in a distorted truth, or might we do the opposite and use fear as fuel to catapult our way through the stronghold emotion? I can personally attest to the experiences of both. The mind truly can be like a pack of wild horses. And as stated in the early, early texts of the Yoga Sutras, learning to rein in the thoughts is really just um, one way to find equilibrium and to find peace and to find harmony and to balance out our lives. But in the words of Yogananda, he expresses that fear exhausts life energy. Energy that is expending of our thought and our emotions and will ultimately exhaust life energy. It really is, according to him, one of the greatest enemies of dynamic will power. Yes, fear causes our natural nervous system to lose vitality. We all know that. We, you know, as soon as fear sets in, you just don't feel as vibrant. You lose your vitality and it helps um, us to, feel, or it doesn't help us, but it stimulates us to operate at lesser capacity. We start to you know, fumble, we start to get uncomfortable, and sometimes we get nervous or we experience a little depression or heightened anxiety or worse, we're subject to becoming paralyzed by fear. As a yoga practitioner, it's clear that not until we begin to peel the layers and confront, then recognize our patterns and our fears to confront that beast. Ultimately, ultimately, once we've recognized it, confronted it, acknowledged it, stared at it in the face, then ultimately to surrender spiritually. And that is how the yogis suggest that we rise above and extinguish not only the fear, but the root cause of it. But again, you know, one has to acknowledge the fear first. We have to really look at it. Sometimes we just try to press it down. We suppress it and we say, okay, I'll just deal with this and move on. But really, it's the opposite that's called for. And wow, is that easier said than done? Who really, when you think about it, wants to start digging up what's deeply buried and seemingly working While we move out of our comfort zone into the unknown and its root cause. Who wants to move out of their comfort zone? Well, not too many. But that's actually what the practice of yoga inspires us to do, is to move into our zone where we are no longer comfortable so that we can break down all of these patterns and ultimately, you know, it's it's a very deep dive, but ultimately it leads us to liberation, and liberation to find freedom, freedom from fear or freedom from other patterns that ultimately might lead to fear. So the practice of yoga leads us to moksha. Moksha is a Sanskrit word that means liberation. It means Freedom, right? Otherwise, we hold ourselves back. We hold ourselves in bondage by just skirting around issues, tap dancing around the same fear that we know is going to rise again and again and again until we actually confront it. So where to begin? Well, let's start by looking at the stories that we might tell ourselves and others And most of these stories are born out of the history of our life experience up until now. Stories. hmm, Stories have influence, and they shape our lives, and how they might even perpetuate the big life story that is now influencing our lives each and every day, right now, whether they're imagined or whether they're true. Stories. Stories that the mind creates, stories that perpetuate. Have we been hijacked into believing stories that we've created? Or maybe someone else has created the story, but we're just carrying it on. But most of the time, it's us. It's our story. It's the imagination. It's the mind creating and illuminating these stories. That usually we're just past projections and sometimes, you know, by others, but mostly our own imagination. And now they seem to have a way of defining us. So in some cases, the, you know, the other may have the alternative motive to uh, sabotage us. Or worse, we may self-sabotage without truly examining what's perceived what's real, what's imagined, and what is true. What is fact from fiction in our stories and these big stories that we create? Well, we all know that courage is born out of fear, and there's only one way through it. There's no way around it, even though we spend a a good part of our lives just trying to tap dance and move all around it. The only way is to go through it. So, you know, this idea of dressing it up, tap dancing, yeah, that's always there and it's more comfortable, but like I say, yogis suggest moving out of that comfort zone and even when we do dress it up and we pretend you know, that we've moved around it and just sent it away, somehow it's always there. It's always prevalent. And it will always resurface. And we know that deep down when, when we're feeling inadequate, we're feeling uncomfortable for living an inauthentic life. And for those of us who are ready to move through the unfamiliar and into a more authentic life, consider starting off with svadhyaya. Svadhyaha is self study, self reflection. It's a great start to attempt to explore and just determine to be honest, truly truthful and honest. First of all, with oneself. And, of course, with others. And in that exploration, we might even attempt to cover up or to control others and even try to control situations. That, that's another form of trying to skirt around fear. So truly examining the life story that we are. We might begin to understand our tendencies, our patterns, our behaviors, and what our past influences might be if we're brave or courageous enough to confront and mindfully embrace while mastering this mysterious force that seems to drive our behavior, only to ultimately surrender it all. We're going to surrender that fear and and then begin the journey to examine what it really is that drives us. So truth from fiction, super important, and allowing ourselves to be vulnerable, to acknowledge our fears, to face them, to be honest with oneself, to truly experience self-love. Letting go, looking in the rearview mirror, or to be in the driver's seat of the present moment, right? That's another issue. Looking back, looking back in the past. That's where a lot of the stories perpetuate, is looking in that rearview mirror, always focusing on the past. So, in the practice of yoga, that's one of the first things that we always try to bring into our practice is to just let the past go and to live. Mindfully in each and every moment. What do they say? Yesterday was history, tomorrow is a mystery, and today is all we have. Well, that's mindfulness, mindful living. Breaking that down, day by day, moment by moment, awareness to awareness, and living for love, liberation, and love begins within, not external. It all begins within, right? We've spent so much of our lives trying to get accolades externally and just trying to run races against ourselves, not running with the wind, but literally fighting the current. So as soon as we just back off and realize, yeah, I want to be liberated, I have to really begin within. And to truly experience self-love, as mentioned before, being honest, being honest and truthful with oneself and, and willing to acknowledge and to accept and embrace the truth, the good, the bad, and the ugly. How's that for medicine? Yeah, the Buddhists say we want to use poison as medicine. So whatever the, med- the poison is, just take it and... Drink it. Drink the poison. And ultimately, things will just dissolve. So that's a metaphor, of course. I don't want you to drink poison. But that is um, one of the tricks that I learned many, many, many years ago. Is Every time I, I wanted to run away from something that felt uncomfortable. One of my great yoga teachers, I remember very cruelly, would say to me, use the poison as medicine. Instead of running away from that, just take time to feel it. Allow yourself to experience everything that comes along with that. And sure enough, over time, when we aren't avoiding or running around or skirting and just embracing what is, things dissolve. So, We're making a decision to peel layers and begin the process of letting go. Letting go of the old stories. So we can rewrite the new story. How much fun is that? The new story that's actually congruent with who we are rather than being the character in somebody else's story. And don't we do that? Don't we spend our lives trying to measure up to somebody else's version of who we should be. Well, I can tell you, after many years of yoga and after a life experience, I have no interest whatsoever in doing that. I am just as peaceful and as happy and as calm as I can be by embracing who I am and, and really just being congruent with my, myself. And there's nothing more beautiful and more peaceful than acknowledging my mistakes, apologizing as needed and recognizing I, I'm not perfect and no one is perfect. And you know, this practice is a practice. It reminds us to continue practicing. So, you know, as teachers, we you know, we have to continually be humble and remind not only ourselves but our students that we're practitioners. We're just here to inspire, we're here to facilitate. You really are doing the work for yourself. And through the guidance of the person who is facilitating your practice, you know, you can have a, a resource and a companion or somebody to share things with. But ultimately, it you know, it all comes down to decisions that we make, life choices. And continuing to embrace each moment um, by letting go of the past and and then feeling that peace with who we are. Loving ourselves unconditionally. How is that? We're not taught to do that. We're taught to do just the opposite. Oh, if you behave this way, maybe I'll love you. Or if you you know, achieve this, or if you recognize that, maybe someone will love you. Well, guess what? No one is really ever going to love us in the way that we would like for them to. Love comes from within. So if we're not loving ourselves first, self-love, and in a very unconditional way, it's not possible for others to love us, nor is it possible for us to love others unconditionally. Because if we can't accept ourselves for who we are, How in the world are we going to start to love other people unconditionally? And that's really what our humanity is all about. So letting go of that which no longer serves us and beginning to live the unimaginable life that now becomes imaginable as we mindfully wake up and realize that we are self-liberated. So... In our upcoming Women's Wellness Workshop at the magnificent Royal Oak Ranch in Sarasota, Florida, we will be exploring this and, of course, other topics together, moving through meditations that will motivate us and, you know, maybe begin this joy of a new journey. And for, I would just say for those of you who care to learn more about that event, you can... Um, reach out to me directly through my new website that is up now. It's www.yogacoach.com. And please submit a direct request for further information. So until we meet again, I thank you so much for coming. Let's continue to practice, find joy in our journey And let's continue to support one another, to love unconditionally. And until next week, I look forward to meeting you again. And I thank you so much. Namaste.